Hurdle and Hughes presents The Power of Partnerships. Hi, thanks for joining us today. My name is Blake Farbero. I am our Turtle and Hughes Sales Director. Uh, with me today, we have Bev Jennings. She is a board member for us. Uh, she's CEO and founder of C Company with an extensive history and supplier diversity at a corporate perspective. So thank you so much for joining us today. Great, thank you for having me. So I'll just start off with a, the, a simple question of why should a larger company uh, consider working with a diverse supplier? Well, if you think of the time that we are in now, the various objectives that larger companies have around um, ESG, you know, environmental, social, and governance, it just makes good sense to uh, consider a diverse supplier and to have initiatives around this. It, it's such a far reach when a company has uh, programs in place to include diverse suppliers. It makes a world of difference in the communities where we live and work as it relates to uh, job impact and economic impact and the lives that it touches and the inclusiveness around all of this is really what ESG is all about. So when you think of social and that element of it, this is where supplier diversity really comes into play. You can move the needle in a large company through engaging with the best and brightest of uh, suppliers, including diverse suppliers. And what are some of the drivers behind large companies' commitment to supplier diversity? What are some internal initiatives that are, that are ongoing that, that help achieve some of those supplier diversity goals? Yeah, you know, as I reflect back on the last um, couple of years, and you think of the social unrest um, in, the, in the U.S. and beyond, but particularly in the U.S., I think that corporations uh, really opened up their way of thinking about what all of that meant. Part of that was ensuring, you know, a diverse supply base, uh, diverse employee base, and also a very diverse customer base. Because of that, I think the commitment has been fortified more than ever. There were always corporations that have been committed to supplier diversity for many, many years. As I think about the 32 BDR members, the Billion Dollar Roundtable members, those are corporations that have been committed and doing a great job in this space for a long time, in particular in the early years in the automotive industry, but then later even more on the you know, pharmaceutical, uh, consumer, and technology groups. Uh, those groups have stepped up even more. But companies who have not been a part of the billion dollar roundtable or they aspire to be a part of the billion dollar roundtable, uh, those companies are stepping up too because they understand what that means. And I believe that the heightened awareness around um, the social unrest really caused a lot of companies to deepen their commitment in this space. That has certainly been an impetus in the change that we've seen and the traction that we've seen over the past you know, two to three years. 
So what, what we really, as we look at this, we just want the corporations to keep raising the bar to continue to elevate in this space and beyond. Uh, because while there's the social aspect of this, there's the sustainability aspect of this as well. So to that point, you mentioned the Billion Dollar Roundtable and some of those large organizations. Are there initiatives in the marketplace that really help promote diversity and inclusion um, enterprise-wide, uh, nationwide, anything that diverse suppliers can look to, to follow for guidance? Yes, uh, there are so many great organizations. I mentioned the Billion Dollar Roundtable because um, they're considered at, at the top in this space, but there are so many great organizations who certify women uh, my women and minority-owned suppliers. So a few organizations I can mention who have been at this for a really long time, the Women's Business Enterprise National Council certifies women-owned businesses. They've been around for 25 years. You have the National Minority Supplier Development Council that's uh, been in existence for you know 50 years. And then there are other groups who have come on, you know, in the last decade or the last 20 years, um, such as Disability Inn, um, certifying those suppliers that are owned by um, disabled uh, business owners. You have uh, also the veteran side, national veteran business owned companies as well. NBBDC, that organization certifies veteran-owned businesses, and there are others that certify as well. And then NGLCC also for the LGBTQ business owners. And there are so many more. I just named, you know, the ones that are top of mind and very visible. But there are many, many other organizations who are at it on the front line every single day, advocating for these businesses, ensuring they have access to opportunities. There are regional partner organizations and affiliates who actually do this certification. They're on the front line, engaging, supporting these businesses every day, and they help corporations with the supplier development aspect of this. You know, corporations don't certify these businesses. They really depend on these organizations to be able to, uh, to do that and to know that they are working with suppliers who are indeed in those categories. Um, and so you, they're just, it takes an army and my hat's off to all of these organizations who just do such a great job and the many others that I didn't mention, but mm -hmm. also helps you know, on the small business side as well. So yeah, there are so many committed organizations to this, but we have so much more work to do. How much from a procurement standpoint does supplier diversity really have in, in procurement's decision-making? I think that most of the corporations now have uh, goals, uh, spend goals, as well as inclusiveness goals as part of their um, ESG objectives. And if, if I were to say, you know, I think that um, I know that diverse suppliers 
because they are generally smaller than let's say a really big company. They're very nimble. They can be a lot more flexible. I find them to be extremely competitive and they can respond so much more quickly in many cases because the overhead is generally less. So they are ripe for um, you know, opportunities as those come up after they've been vetted and they get to know the corporations. I always encourage everyone, you know, do your homework, make sure you know what corporation you're going after, study them. There's so much information in the annual reports and other information in LinkedIn and find out what companies are doing that you can stay on top of what's going on in those companies. Uh, so I would say that, you know, uh, when it comes down to all things being equal, sometimes, not always, but sometimes it can be a tiebreaker where a diverse supplier might be awarded business if all else is, is equal uh, in terms of cost, quality, competitiveness, service, and all of those very important factors that corporations consider as they're doing business you know, each and every day. Absolutely. So once a supplier, diverse supplier registers on a supplier diversity portal or what have you with a larger firm, what can they do to better position themselves in front of that company once they're one of thousands of diverse suppliers that are registered in a very large network? What are some things that they can do to separate themselves in the eyes of their target uh, company? Great question, Blake. Um, I wish I had the magic bullet. <laughs> on that, but I can tell you from my years of experience kind of what set some suppliers apart versus others. Uh, I would say the key is relationship building. You know, I talk about that often because I believe it's key. You know, relationships take time. It takes time to develop, to foster, to nurture. There are a lot of changes that go on in corporations even throughout the year, just when you think certain plans are moving forward, you know, there's a detour, there are adjustments. Well, that's just business. And suppliers need to be able to move as things change. So what I always say to um, suppliers, diverse suppliers and other suppliers, that relationship building is key. And it's really important that you spread your wings. Do not count on one relationship as being your only avenue in a corporation. You wanna to get to know people. The reason I say that is look at all of the movement of people in the time that we're in right now. I have never witnessed so much movement in corporate America. People moving within supplier diversity to other companies, people are retiring, people are moving within their own corporations. It's, it's the ultimate movement period that we're in right now. If you are counting on one relationship in a corporation to be your only relationship, it's probably not a good strategy. I would say another um, thought besides relationship is collaboration. Collaboration is key. That can set you apart. Collaborating with other diverse suppliers, 
collaborating with non-diverse suppliers. Uh, that is so very key. I think we underestimate the power of collaborating. Um, I read a book uh, by Doug Crawley and it's entitled Collaborate as if your life depends on it. Well, I say that is so very true because you know, business is life, life is business. And being able to, you know, and I encourage everyone to read that book because I've learned so much from it. And um, in there he talks about the five C's of collaboration, which I won't get into, but you can pick that up, you know, learn about it. Collaboration is important because it allows you to spread your wings in a way where you may not have to necessarily invest to do it. So that's that power of like, you know, compounding, right? Where you're bringing uh, resources together so that you can be stronger and that way it makes you more competitive. So, you know, consider collaboration. And then I mentioned relationship building. And the third thing I would say that could really set you apart is the way that you go about your business development with that particular company or your target companies. I encourage everyone, you know, not to be a pest, of course, but to connect. It is important to maintain those connections, to do that on some frequency, to be able to offer innovations that maybe a corporation that you've been trying to get into or even a corporation that you're already into, they need fresh ideas. Supplier-enabled innovation is what many of the corporations and procurement organizations thirst for. They are looking for that from you. So I encourage, uh, encourage you to, to do that, to continue to connect, but to connect purposefully and intentionally with some innovative practices, with some thought leadership, with some new ideas, with collaborations, all of those things are critically important and can help set you apart. And oh, by the way, I encourage you to always keep that one page capability statement updated. That is a great marketing tool for you and keep your own website updated because often um, folks within the corporation will look at that one page capability statement and then they'll go and take a look at your website to see what's up and on LinkedIn too. LinkedIn has really become a very powerful tool to connect. So think of all of those three things. So I would say, you know, those three components that I mentioned um, can definitely make a difference for you. Thanks, Beb, for that. Yeah, it sounds like I'll be going to look up that collaboration book sometime soon to make sure our sales team has that. <laughs> yes. Well, thanks so much, Bev, today for taking some time out of your busy day to talk to us. Uh, we look forward to, to talking with you soon. All right. Very good. Well, thank you for the time. And uh, my uh, motto in my company, C Company, where I'm founder and CEO, uh, is to see everyone elevate. And I just encourage everyone to do their part in that elevation. So again, thank you for having me. And I'm always uh, happy to talk about this space. It means a lot to me. So thank you.